But when I was baptized in the Spirit, I went, I remember the night I went back to my room and I opened this and suddenly these words left, leapt off the page in living color made alive by the Spirit. It was no longer just the Word, it was the Word and the Spirit that worked together. And suddenly we're, 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 the, the, the Spirit is taking the Word and He's impacting our hearts. And all those verses that I memorized as a kid growing up suddenly came alive as the living, breathing Word of God. The breath was the breath of the Spirit breathed into it. We've got to have the Word and the Spirit. We've got to allow the Spirit to breathe life into the Word. We've got to sensitize our heart by praying in the Spirit and then listening for that still, small voice so that we, we hear what the Spirit is saying. Let the Spirit make it alive to you. If you're not having that experience, then spend more time in the Spirit. It, it may feel quite unsettling to trust the Spirit that much until you get to know Him. And once you get to know Him, you find He's true. He's truthful. He's faithful. He's secure. He's stable. He's trustworthy. He's reliable. We start finding all those components of truth because the Spirit has made this thing alive to us. For us to live and operate in the supernatural realm requires a living, breathing, intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. The challenge to the church in this moment in history, as it has been from the time the Holy Spirit was poured out, is to develop intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. Through that challenging time of kind of the Middle Ages when things were a bit crazy, that there, are, uh, there are many testimonies of those who found a place in the Spirit and began to see God do extraordinary things. That's going to become the norm for the body of Christ in this hour. Jesus told us, in direct context again, that Him leaving and giving us the Spirit would actually be to our advantage. I've asked this question here before. When you walk out of here and go to lunch today, would you rather have Jesus walking beside you or the Holy Spirit in you? If you would feel more secure with Jesus walking with you, you don't know the Holy Spirit yet. Much of what we know of the Holy Spirit is so powerless. We know him as convictor of sin. We know him in certain ways. But he wants us to know him as the living, breathing third person of the Trinity. This incredible person that wants to talk to us and communicate with us and speak to us and empower us. And the more we fellowship with him, Jesus says this in 16.7, but I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I'm leaving. For if I don't leave, the helper won't come. But if I go, I'll send him to you. 
It's not a substandard substitute for Jesus. It's the Spirit of God alive in you. Let's begin to live in the truth of that reality. Third verse where Jesus refers to the Spirit of truth. But when he, John 16, 13, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. The direct context of this verse-wise is what's going to keep us from stumbling. You're kept from stumbling by your relationship with the spirit of truth. In a world that's full of lies and confusion and personal beliefs, the Holy Spirit will reveal truth. The Holy Spirit will be that sure, solid foundation in the midst of that. And it's not a second-hand truth, it's direct from the heart of the Father. What the Spirit speaks isn't manufactured for a moment. It's, it's coming as a direct response of what he hears from heaven, he speaks to you. I love that. The more we engage with that, the more you'll know the Father's heart and the situation. Lord, what do you want to do here? Listen. Because in listening, we'll hear, and then we can respond. The, the Holy Spirit discloses the truth of the invisible God and makes him visible to the world around us. Your job is to make him visible. The world can't see him. The world can't see the spirit of truth. So they're only going to see it through you. So the spirit in you at work through you is the way people are going to encounter the goodness of God. They have no other way to encounter it. That's his purpose for it. The Holy Spirit will help you shape the message to fit the culture or situation that you're in. That doesn't water down or change the message. But we have to, in, in whatever situation we're in, we need the Spirit to direct us what to do and how to say. Sally and I went to a tribe back in 1973. Um, it's called the Rindili. This tribe was an unreached people in northern Kenya. Um, there was no Bible in their language. In fact, their language wasn't in writing when we went there. And we, we had, several people had been there before us. We went to lead a station in that tribe. And we were making almost no progress at getting these people to understand their need for a savior. Um, they were so embedded in so many, 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 many things. And it, it was just, we, we felt like we were hitting our head against a wall. And I'll never forget, there, there was a, a celebration they did called the Sorio. And we had always avoided it because it was a fairly pagan environment, in fact, very pagan environment. And just this, this one evening, the noise, the dancing, all was going on. And we just, we just really felt compelled by the Spirit to go walk through the village that night. And so two of us are walking through the village. 
And we, we come up to this house, and in front of the house, the man of the house is slitting the throat of a goat, is catching the blood in, the, in a vessel, and then begins to paint the doorposts of his house with blood. How that came down through into Africa to that tribe, nobody, nobody knows. But that sodio became the key to unlocking faith. When they'd finished painting the doorpost, they took some of that blood and painted it on the back of a goat and sent that goat out into the desert to be eaten by the lions. That became the key to unlocking sin. We have another goat. And, and so the Holy Spirit will give us the, the information we need in a moment. He, he's there to disclose to you what you need in that moment. Just about a year before that story, Sally and I went with a team to the Comore Islands. Um, it was too long a story to tell right now, but we were the only non-Comorians on the island during that period. They just got their, their independence from France and the French had sent in uh, three 707s and flew every doctor, every nurse, every engineer off the islands back to France. And the hospital shut down, every, everything shut down. And they put out a radio call, radio call to any nation in the world who would help them get their hospital restarted. And uh, 100% of the islands were Muslim. There was one Comorian Christian at that time, and he was in jail for his faith. So we went as a group of uh, service personnel to restart the hospital. And uh, we had a doctor, a nurse, and I went to keep the hospital equipment running or to get it running. And we were literally the first people in after independence. Um, I had never worked on hospital equipment before. And all of the manuals of all the equipment were written in French. And I messed around in high school and took French for one year, but I didn't pay any attention <laughs> And so I get a call from the doctor. He's in the middle of a surgery and the cautery went out. And he says, Steve, come quick. I need you to get this cautery working. I've never seen a cautery. How do you fix it? I just began to pray in tongues and take it apart and the Holy Spirit directed me to something that didn't look right and I fixed it and backed out and turned it on it worked perfectly. Yeah. It, it, it's not, the Holy Spirit wants to go with you into every circumstance you're in. A couple weeks later, the doctor called and said, Steve, the x-ray is not working. <laughs> I walk in this room and there's these piles of manuals in French and there's this big panel and I just pulled up a stool, sat down, put my toolbox next to me, just began to pray in tongues. I began to take it apart one layer at a time, 
got to something that looked burned, fixed it, put it back together one layer at a time, and it worked perfectly. Not because I knew so much, but because there's a total dependence on the spirit of truth to lead you to truth, whatever that is. Can we get that dependent on the Holy Spirit? There are many things just in getting this building back functioning that I, we had no idea how to fix, but the spirit of truth worked with us to show us, to bring us to the people. Steve, hurry up. The very next verse says, He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and disclose it to you. Every time the Holy Spirit works through you or in you, he brings glory to Jesus. The operation of the Spirit at work through you. Could you jump to 1 Corinthians 2 4 for me, please? Whoever's doing slides. My message and preaching are not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your face would not rest on the wisdom of men but on the power of God. Across the world, everywhere the church is growing, it's growing through a demonstration of the power of God. The challenge that we have with our denominational doctrines, and all of us, many of us, have come from different, various denominational backgrounds. The problem with the denominational doctrines is that they were put in place to preserve an experience. They, they, were, they were mechanisms, not bad mechanisms. They were mechanisms to try to preserve from one generation to the next. But the problem with those preservations is they preserve the letter of the law, that, but they don't preserve the life of the Spirit. The life of the Spirit has to be an internal work in the next generation for them to actually have the same Spirit life. The Church of Christ and Christian Church, two of our, our denominations today, were actually both birthed out of the Cambridge Revival, one of the greatest revivals and Holy Spirit outpourings in all of the United States history. And those two denominations were birthed out of that. But somehow we're able to codify the beliefs, but we don't carry the Spirit. And Paul says, my message and my preaching are not just with word, but they're with power. The spirit of truth is going to enable you to begin to walk in power. And communion today is going to focus on that. If you just take your cup right now. We're told that in that last supper, Jesus took the bread. It was probably a piece of bread that had been hidden in the Passover for centuries called the Afkoman. Nobody really knew what it was for, but the kids actually had a game of going and finding it. And he took that bread that nobody quite understood and he said, this is my body, broken for you. You're coming into relationship with me and my, my body the stripes on my back, the life I've lived, 
It's been broken so that you can come back into wholeness. I'd like you to just take that bread and just break it in your hand for a minute. It's that brokenness that gives you life. It's that brokenness that releases the power of who he is into you. It's the transformation. The power that's released in you is released in you by the Holy Spirit that's been given to you. He is the one that works in you as the spirit of adoption. There's so many, there's so many names of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. You could do a whole several mornings on the different names of the Holy Spirit. But one of those names is adoption. He's the spirit of adoption. He's at work in you to connect you to this life, to connect you to this genealogy, to connect you to this family. The Father, as we eat this bread together this morning, we celebrate the life that only comes from your hand. We celebrate who you are. Let's eat it together. As I was praying early, early this morning, I felt the Lord say that as we drunk the cup together today, we were to be drinking and receiving the spirit of truth. This is the blood of the Lord Jesus. This is the blood of the new covenant. This blood makes it possible for you to be forgiven, but made whole. This blood changed the dispensation of God's dealing. This blood allows the Spirit not just to come rest on you, but to also be in you. It's this blood that sanctifies you, that purifies you, that makes you righteous because of what He did. It's His righteousness that then allows you to be a vessel full of the Holy Spirit. So I want you to take just a minute before we drink this together, and I want you to do your own asking before God. Say, Lord, as I drink this this morning, I want a deeper fellowship with the Spirit of Truth. As I drink this this morning, I want a fresh baptism in your Spirit. As I drink this this morning, I want to hear your voice with more clarity. How many of you would like to hear a little bit clearer? So, Father, we come and we dedicate our mind, our will, our emotion to you. And we receive the sacrifice of your blood. as an engagement with your spirit. Renew our hearing. Refresh the spirit's occupation in us. 
as we make a full surrender to your purpose and your covenant. In Jesus' name, let's drink it together. We stand up together. I'd like to get a couple of the ministry team down, please. When I talked about the way the Word came alive, I saw the Holy Spirit rest on several people in this room. There's a hunger for that kind of living relationship with this. Where the Spirit makes the words on the page leap into your heart, explode in your head with life and hope and revelation. If you're hungry for that breakthrough in hearing and in reading, I just encourage you to come down and let one of these teams pray for you this morning. I feel like there's going to be some fresh breakthrough. There's going to be some breaking off of things that have restricted your hearing. There's going to be a greater living relationship with what the Holy Spirit wants to do in you. If you're in this room and you've never come into a relationship with Jesus or you feel like he's distant, I want to encourage you to come down and get one of these teams to pray with you. This is a moment, this is a moment, this is a moment to fully press in all that God has for you and not hold anything back, not hold back at all. If you've joined us this morning in the online audience, I just want to pray for you right now. And we just say, Lord Jesus, would you work in the hearts of every person who listens to this live stream? We, Father, invite the Holy Spirit to come and invade their home, invade their life, invade their space, and bring revelation now in the name of Jesus. We just release that revelation of who you are. Holy Spirit, come and release your life in a greater and greater and greater measure. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I just see in my mind a veil being torn so that we can see more clearly what he's saying and doing in this hour. So Father, we just again rend the veil and allow you access to our minds. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. He's talking about how we can camp out on a specific truth, you know, and oftentimes that's how, uh, and could even be said it is the birth of many different denominations. But, uh, you know, we have the opportunity, rather than to camp on the truth, to be led by the spirit of truth. That revelation upon revelation upon revelation, as we just surrender and to submit to the Holy Spirit and His influence in our life. And Lord, I thank You that, Lord, it's as simple, it's as simple 
It's as simple as surrender. It's as simple as resting in him and receiving what the Holy Spirit wants to pour out. You know, in Isaiah chapter 11, it talks about that spirit of the Lord. I was talking about it earlier. That spirit of the Lord, that spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of strength, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know, those, I don't know of any of those things that are performance-based, but they're presence-based. It's not when I have all the wisdom overflowing that I receive wisdom. Or I have, I'm in no need of counsel that I receive counsel. It's not when I'm fully understanding that I receive understanding. It's not when I'm strong that his strength comes. No, it's in the, the weak place that the Holy Spirit comes. And in that, the fear of the Lord rests on us. Not from a place of performance, but a resting of his presence in us. As the fear of the Lord rests on us, we awe him. We awe the enthroned one. We look around us and we see, and it's where we go, the spirit of the Lord goes with us. Where we go, big daddy goes with us. Where we go, it puts fear into the camp of the enemy. From a position of rest as the Holy Spirit is on us. And for us, as we go today, Lord, we just commit, we just ask, Father, we want to be people that are spirit-led, that are led by your spirit, Lord. Lord, that we go where you go. Lord, Lord, activate our spiritual senses that we could see and hear and sense what you are doing and what you are saying for the people around us, Father God. Thank you that we have that opportunity for the Holy Spirit to show through us to the world around us. So this morning, we let go of failures. We let go of history. We let go of other people's history in our life. Lord, Everyone in this room has checked the box that we need a Savior. Every one of us has checked the box. So we come to your mercy seat, Jesus. We come to you, Jesus. We come to you, Jesus. We come to you. And we just ask, Holy Spirit, we come to this throne room of grace boldly. And we just ask for that grace to walk under the influence of the Holy Spirit all of the time, that we would walk in such a way that that dove would find a place to rest, wouldn't just keep returning to the ark, but, but it would find a resting place, right? It would find a resting place on us. So Lord, we just thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus, what you're doing throughout this room. We commit to you. We commit to you, Jesus. We commit to you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. What a good word today. What a great month just to be talking about truth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you need to get your kids, if you want to just head over to, uh, I guess, our north building there, our children's building, and pick your kids up and become part of Mission Possible. If you want to sign up or get engaged with the children's ministry, could we uh, repost that contact information um, oh, I guess it was at the end of the video. I don't know how you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, you can just contact our church office, info at dayspring.life. We can get you in touch with all those opportunities. Kids' lives being transformed in this neighborhood. How exciting. God bless you. Get some time with each other. Connect with each other. And go out under the power and influence of the Holy Spirit.